1: Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to TC Live. The first tennis matches of 2022 are in the books with the ATP Cup underway in Sydney, Australia. It is day two with nearly half of the top 10 players in the world in action. The Russians begin defense of their title with Daniil Medvedev playing Hugo Humbert of France. We've got four top 25 players battling as Team USA looks to take down our neighbors to the north and last year's runner-up. The Italians feature a ton of firepower against the host Australians. All these singles matches plus some high powered dubs on Tennis Channel and Tennis Channel Plus. It begins at the top of the hour. Welcome to our first TC Live of 2022. Steve Weisman back with Taylor Townsend, Paul Anacone. Happy New Year, everybody. New Year, guys. 22. 2022. 2022. 2022. There you there we go. go, yeah. That's what we got. New beginnings. <laughs> and we got two number ones playing tonight. For Team USA, Team Canada, that means Taylor Fritz, Felix, OJ Ali, Asim. Who's got the edge in this one?
2: I think it's going to be interesting because they haven't played, right? Whenever you play someone that's kind of appear they're close to the same age and close to the same level and ranking but they haven't played so it's going to be really interesting to see who's able to establish themselves early on Oji Aliassim has played such good tennis really getting more comfortable at the top of the game for Taylor Fritz what a terrific finish to last year so for me first strike tennis going to be power tennis from both of these guys uh, Be really interested to see what happens with the subtle nuances as the match goes on
1: first match between those two Taylor normally you're working your way into a tournament. So what's the mindset when you're playing a top ranked player straight out the gate.
3: I think it's great. It adds that. Extra layer of pressure where it's like you know you have to bring your A game. I think that is great for both of these guys because it'll test their level, but it'll also test to see what they've been working on during offseason. Are they able to implement their strategies? Are they able to stay calm and playing against someone who's relatively close to your age? It's never easy to play a peer. It's never easy to play someone who you've never played before because you have to have a feeling out process and figure out what strategy that you need to use. But I think it's going to be very interesting to see these guys head on and seeing how they've, how, what they've done during the offseason and all the hard work that they've put in to the test.
1: Speaking of hard work, there's John Isner getting ready to go. He's taking on Dennis Shapovalov, Paul, for the very first time.
2: Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. John Isner, you know what you get when you play John, right? You're going to get a lot of aces, some really good power tennis. John didn't play very well at the end of the year, struggled a bit at Davis Cup, which was tough to see. So he wants to start off strong this year. But for Shapovalov, he's a guy that can take the racket out of your hands as well, that lefty swashbuckling style. Never easy to play against. For John's going to have to find a way early on to see if he can impact the Shapovalov second serve, because we know what John's going to do on his own serve: Whole ace serve. after ace <laughs> after, after ace. Uh,
1: bragging rights on the. I mean, Team USA—they don't want to lose to no. Canada, but. On paper, our
2: northern friends, we got to knock them down. Frenemies. <laughs> frenemies. They are frenemies tonight.
1: Canada, USA, we'll, br- we'll break down some more of these big time matchups coming up later in the show. But first, let's take you back to day one. It began yesterday. Group D, Argentina, Georgia. Federico Del Bonas put Argentina up 1 0. And then, Taylor, Diego Schwartzman just shut the door, blowing past Nicholas Basilashvili.
3: I mean, I just love to see Dennis Schwartzman play because he's just such a great player. I mean, his foot speed is unbelievable. The way that he moves around the court and how effortlessly he's able to produce yeah, power yeah, from his ground strokes. And he doesn't really necessarily is very aggressive with his foot, with his court positioning, but he's been doing a much better job in this match of being a little bit more aggressive, tighter on the baseline and making Balashvili play. That's just a little bit too good. Showing off a little bit of hands with Taylor Townsend style. <laughs> yeah, I love <laughs> I like it, but uh, Diego schwartzman it was just a little bit too much for Balashvili today, and we can see that he just was making it look way too easy. little blob here, little flick here, just making it look easy for him. But what I really liked is that he was placing his serve very well to set him up. Early in the match, so great match for Diego Schwartzman.
1: Yeah, Schwartzman said uh, he had a good serve. The return was working well. Argentina gets the victory. Next up, Poland, Greece. No, Stefano Tsitsipas didn't play singles to rest his elbow. So Hubie played a Greek named Thanos. So would he bring the infinity gauntlet, Paul, or would Herkach
2: play the role I, of an adventure? Well, I think the Infinity Gauntlet stayed in the closet for <laughs> his Hubie Hercotch thought he was gonna get out there against Stefanos, but he did not and did a terrific job early on using power tennis athleticism. We don't talk enough about how well Hubie Herkach moves both in the forecourt and at the baseline. Able to absorb power here. Look at the good footwork, a little shovel lob, and then a little self-protection mode. And the little Taylor Townsend dig volley deep into the corner gets the error. But for Hubie this was a solid match good serving not a lot of stress because he was the one that was controlling the tempo of the rallies got early leads in the set and for Horkac I think this is exactly how you want to start your year. As for Stefano Steve questions everywhere questions everywhere. Yeah this
1: was endgame for Greece Poland gets the first win the soul stone for Hubie. He was back out there for doubles, and look who is back for Greece. It's Stefano Tsitsipas, a clean-shaven Stefano Tsitsipas, playing doubles, getting a victory.
2: What did you see here, Paul? Well, it's good for him to get out on the court, and of course, when you see someone that can't play singles because of the elbow, he's icing the elbow before the match, He's had a procedure recently and, and you want to see if it has the strength and endurance to last. But I think Pass is going to be smart, better safe than sorry right now. He got on the court, did a nice job. The athleticism, the movement's going to be there. To me, it's just going to be out whether or not that elbow holds up this is a nice win for these guys but it was a moot point match was over
1: match was over but for Stefano Sitsipas very important to get a little bit of match play get a victory test that elbow out take a look at Group D in the standings Argentina leading the way they didn't drop a single match the bonus Schwartzman getting the job done Poland first ever win at the ATP Cup but the big story Stefano Sitsipas and his elbow he talked about it after
2: I'm feeling confident about everything. I had a doctor that did a great job and has worked with athletes with similar type of injuries. And uh, I think with the right amount of uh, training, uh, rehabilitation, and time, time will show. Time will give me the opportunity to fully have my arm healed and uh, recovered from um, this tough surgery that I had. And uh, I think in one week time, um, I'll be very, very close to 100%.
1: Close to yeah, 100 percent in huh? one week. Yeah, that's great news. So, what did you make of the decision not playing singles but playing the doubles?
3: I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Savino Sissipas has played so many matches in 2021. And he's one of the players that can work his way into a tournament using the three out of five sets to kind of wear his opponents down. So it doesn't really surprise me that he's not playing singles. He just wanted to get out on the court, test the elbow, make sure that he's feeling good and he's able to do what he needs to do. Like Paul said, for a duration of a match, even though it's two sets and a match tiebreak, still it's a test. So it's good to see him out on the court and in doubles, people think you can't really get your reps like you can in singles, but you can. You can work on the serve, you can work on the return. Poaching, getting in the in the net, which is something he's not used to and comfortable doing. So I think that is great for him to play doubles. But his dad was looking like he was just itching to say something. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, "Why are you asking me this?"
2: <laughs> yeah, look, it's I, I think. old cliche is right here time will tell but whenever anyone has surgery you have to be careful and he's such a good athlete that I'm not worried about the mobility worry about the other stuff in his body It's really about the arm and if he's close then the athleticism can help he can win a lot of matches just because he's so good All throughout all the different parts of his game including the athleticism, but if he's struggling with the elbow It's always nervous this close to a major if it doesn't feel 100%. But if he's close and he thinks it's going to be 100% in a week, that's what shocked me that he said really one more week he thinks it's going to be close to 100%. Things should be good.
1: He is always philosophical. His New Year's tweet, he said, cheers to the people who love us, the losers who lost us, and the lucky ones who still get to meet us.
3: That sounds like something you would say, Steve. It
1: does. sound. I I (laughs) love staffing his tweets and his IGs.
3: It's very deep. Very deep
1: you got to be a thinker, right? Uh, let's keep going with the highlights. Spain and Chile. That means Roberto Bautista Agut taking on Christian Garin. The Spaniard, Paul, took nine of the first
2: ten games. Uh, one of my favorite guys to watch for so many years. This guy is so professional, incredibly buttoned up. Every time he starts the year he starts off in a flash so many good wins early at the beginning of the season for so many years no different looked so sharp yesterday look at this lead look Garin's a top 20 player this is a guy that's got power groundies who I think is a little bit like Bautista Goot but totally got outplayed in the first set Bautista Goot ran away with 6-0 Taylor Fritz and Riley Opelka cringed when he won 6-0 that first set because those guys don't think you're supposed to do that because you never win the they, second. They play. would lose the next they set, up, but never, not RBA. You never <laughs> win 6-0 <laughs> says Taylor Fritz and Riley Opelka. Well guess what. Roberto Bautista Gut does not think that the second set the level got better Green played some terrific tennis was down a break but the athleticism and the resilience and the point for point mentality of the Spaniard is something every junior needs to watch and emulate. He is a fun one.
1: RBA 8-2 and two at the ATP Cup. One of the most successful players in tournament history. Casper Ruud leading Norway against Dusan Lajevic. Far court with the hat on. High quality match Taylor.
3: I mean, this is a great match from start to finish. And one of the things that I was interested to see was how Ruud has been able to strengthen his backhand side, that was always a kind of a point of weakness for him where he would be looking for forehands to leave the backhand open. We can see that he's using his heavy forehand, but he opens the court with that angle backhand to then give him a chance to end the point with his big hitter, which is the forehand side. But it's great to see Ruud imposing himself and keeping the momentum that he's been having from the last year. But Dusan Lajevic has probably one of the prettiest and nicest hands, one hand backhand on the ATP tour, but it just wasn't enough for Ruud today and was just really yoking him around the court with that heavy forehand. Great match for Ruud.
1: Love the way he ended last season. Five titles now starts off with a win. But the Serbians, they won the doubles and they took the tie. So it is Spain and Serbia top Group A. The Spaniards perfect 3-0 in matches on day one. We've got live tennis at the top of the hour. We will break down that big time matchup between Team Canada and Team USA. The honors just keep on coming for Emma Raducanu. And we've got a new addition to the Tennis Channel family. Plus, now outside the top ten, Taylor and Paul share their expectations for defending Aussie Open chant Naomi Osaka. You're watching TC Live. Well, it was a year ago that Naomi Osaka won her second Australian Open title, fourth major, only dropped one set in seven matches, part of a 23-match win streak that ended in Miami, then withdrew from Roland Garros, didn't play Wimbledon, lit the torch at the Tokyo Olympics, ended her season early, took some trips to Italy and Greece, Time for Tennis Topics. We are talking about Naomi Osaka. Ended last year, number 13 in the world. So, by the way, top 13, still pretty good. But she's been number one. She's won four majors. She's playing the warm-up in Melbourne before the Australian Open to defend her title. What are your expectations for Naomi down under?
3: (laughs) I mean, honestly... I'm really interested to see how her mind is. Where is she going to be mentally? And I think that's going to show in her play. And I think that she's been working very hard. She looks fit. She looks great, but I think the time off has really given her a chance to appreciate the sport, appreciate everything that she's done that she's earned, but really just get back to doing the hard work and the nitty gritty that everyday grind. So I'm really interested to see her where her mind is. It's never about her hitting tennis balls. It's never been about forehands or backhands. Over this last year, it's been about between the ears, what's going on in her mind. Is she able to put that to the side and just play good, solid tennis? So I can't wait to see that. And I think it's gonna show playing in that 250.
2: It's, it's, it's so tough right because we see all the great accolades that these tremendous athletes achieve and you forget that it's really difficult all the weight that's put on their shoulders and Naomi Osaka has talked about it very bravely and, and has shown us what it means to her and how difficult it is I mean after she won the Australian Open last year it was a bit of a struggle eight and six after that never really got her momentum she talked very candidly about the difficulty for her to play. And and for me, with these great athletes, unless it's a huge physical injury, as Taylor mentioned, the mind will lead the body. So the tennis, I think, is going to be there. If it's not, she can play her way in. But if the mind isn't there, she's going to be much more vulnerable. I want to see a happy, healthy uh, Naomi Osaka out there this year, and hopefully it'll start that way down in Melbourne.
1: Yeah, we all certainly want to see that. So getting into Naomi's mind, she tells us a little bit on social media. She put out this tweet. I've never been more excited for a year to be over. Taylor, what do you read into that?
3: I mean, I'm pretty sure she means like this 2021 season can go in the garbage. (laughs) I mean, she just wants to forget about it, move on. I mean, like Paul said, she's been very candid and open about the mental health issues and, and just struggling with anxiety. But I'm sure that she's able, in taking the time, she's been able to really reflect and kind of hopefully move past it or at least learn how to better manage it, better manage you know the media expectations and everything that comes along with it, it's not easy. And on top of that, she's coming into a tournament where she's a defending champion. So even though she hasn't played, she's still a big gun. People want to beat her. So she has an extra target on her back. But I think she'll be able to manage it but I'm sure that she's happy that 2021 is in the garbage. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can look at it a lot of different ways. I think a lot of people are happy that the last two years are behind us for so many different reasons. And and for Naomi, I think it's really complicated. I think one of the biggest challenges for her now is coming to grips with the fact that no matter what you do, when you're as great as she is, you generally only make news when you lose. Mm. So it's going to be really difficult, and and with great players, they've got to figure out how to manage that so that they can take some solace, no matter what's happening on the court, take some pride in what they're doing. And I think that's what she's been uh, learning, and I'm sure she's going to be ready to go. And let's hope for a happy, healthy Naomi this year because she does a lot for the game of tennis on and off the court for the rest of stuff, too.
1: No matter what she does for the rest of her life, she's a Hall of Fame (laughs) tennis player. We will want to see what she will do in Australia. Can she defend that title? Still to come here on TC Live, the winner of the U.S. Open this past year, Emma Raducanu, first British woman to win a Grand Slam in 44 years. She got another major honor. We'll tell you all about that. Plus, coming up, Daniil Medvedev. 10-0 10-0 in matches, 20-1 in sets at team events in 2021. He, he is quick, quick twitch. Fast twitch <laughs> muscles are going for Medved. Leading Team Russia today in the ATP Cup. on TC Live, we've got some breaking news. Ooh. Dennis Shapovalov is out for Team Canada. He has been replaced by Braden Schnur. So first match will be Schnur against John Isner. Paul, what's your reaction to this news?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Look, we, we know that Shapovalov tested positive uh, recently. Don't know if he's not feeling well still. Hasn't had enough rat, uh, reps out there. Um, this last-minute thing is, is a bit tricky. I think it's probably good news for, for the American team, but let's just hope Shapo's not still uh, having lingering effects. It's a huge
1: difference, Taylor. I mean, you've got Denis Shapovalov, who's a top-15 player. Braden Schnurr right now is ranked 238 in the world. He was 0-4 in ATP matches last year. I mean, you got to go advantage John Isner now.
3: Yeah, of course. I mean, John honestly plays so well against the younger guys because he takes so much pride in being like, look, I've been out here for this long. You guys aren't about to beat me, and that's how he plays. So it's a great opportunity for Braden Schnurr to get out there and play with some extra pressure, but great for John Isner. He's just going to go out, maybe can relax a little bit because he knows he doesn't have to really play his eight game to beat Braden Schnurr, but he still has to come up with the good. So good matchup for John.
1: Listen, remember it was a couple of years ago. Braden Schnur made the final at the New York Open. Uh, he didn't win that title, but certainly gotten inside the top 100 in his career. What type of challenges does he present?
2: Well, look, he's a talented player. He hasn't played that well as of late, but we did see him do so well in the, in the New York indoor event a couple of years ago. Um, it's uh, I don't know that he's got the weapons. It's going to be up to John to what happens, which is very different if, if Shapovalov was playing. Um, so John's going to decide what happens on the court, which is a good thing for John. A little, little surprising because this is Dennis. Uh, this week he's been practicing. He's been practicing fine. And a little birdie just told me that he just was hitting warming up for the match and looked fine uh, on the warm-up court, so he was ready to play today as well. Um, He did his warm-ups on the court today, and this is really just a last-minute tug. So maybe just not quite enough reps, maybe doesn't have the energy level that he wants to have to sustain a long match, but uh, hopefully we'll learn more a little later.
1: Yeah, we will Pass along any news that we get about Denis Shapovalov when we get that. And by the way, this affects the doubles as well, because it was supposed to be Shapovalov and Felix Ojeali-Asim against Taylor Fritz and John Isner. Now you have to substitute somebody else. This is a big boost for Team USA heading into this tie coming up at the top of the hour as we enter the social net. favorite
2: part. Here we go.
1: How about this? Emma Raducanu has now been awarded with Member of the Most Excellent Order of the British Empire. Wow, that's huge, Taylor.
3: I mean, that just, that sounds incredibly important. It is important, but I mean, just the magnitude of that. She's probably won every award that a British person can win. That's not really surprising, but it's great to see. I mean, her accomplishments and the things that she's done over the last six months has been absolutely unbelievable, kind of putting the UK back on the map as a powerhouse for tennis and sport. So not surprising, but it's great to see.
2: Yeah, this is just one of her steps on the staircase uh, to being what if you're a female? Is it knighted or damehood? What what happens? Do you know, Steve, what happens <laughs> at the top? Because this is, it's M- MBE, there's I law- believe you're dame. Okay. You become a dame. Well, she's on her way to that, and this is uh, <laughs> something pretty special for her. It's been quite a whirlwind since September for Emma Raducanu. Most
1: excellent order of the British Empire. And uh, folks, folks that know all of about that our own Jason Goodall knows about the most excellent order of the British Empire a- hey, and he's, we've got a Papa. new addition to the Tennis Channel family and, and perhaps one day somebody who will be a part of the most excellent order of the British Empire congratulations to the family Jason Goodall wife Helena They've got a new son, Luca, joining their other son, Garrett. So well done. Congratulations.
2: Oh, that is such great news. Congrats to the family. I just wonder, is Jason going to be traveling a lot more this year to get more sleep? I'm, I'm not sure how that's going to work. Jason's getting ready to work with you, so uh, he's going to give me a hard
1: time when we get in there. Congrats. Well done. Already misses little Luca. I bet. Beautiful baby there. Congratulations. As the Tennis Channel family continues to expand, taking a look at the Australian summer this year. We've got ATP Cup action. Top of the hour. WTA Adelaide, 730 p.m. Eastern. We've got you covered with an encore right up until Tennis Channel Live once again tomorrow. Same trio 5:30 5:30 p.m. Eastern. We'll wrap up the show after this. Back on CC Live. About to get underway, top of the hour from Sydney, Australia, day two of the ATP Cup. We got Canada taking on Team USA, a late substitution. Braden Schnur playing for Dennis Shapovalov. He will face John Isner first up in the second match. Has the number ones Taylor Fritz, who said he was practicing right next to Dennis Shapovalov moments ago who will play Felix Oje-Aliassime as the players walking out onto the court. Captain Michael Russell there, so Schnur, Isner, followed by Ojay Aliassim Fritz, we got Medvedev taking on Hugo Umber's fair in action against world number 12, Cam Nori, Sinner, Berrettini. I mean, look at this lineup today on both Tennis Channel and TC Plus from the ATP Cup. Let's talk about some of these matchups, including Daniil Medvedev who is playing Ugo Umber of France. And, and we told you what Medvedev has done in team competitions. I mean, Russia won the ATP Cup last year. They won the Davis Cup last year. He won the Labor Cup last year. Didn't lose in the team competition. You know who he's never beaten? Hugo Umber. 0-1 head-to-head. What I, do you make of the matchup?
3: I mean, my fellow lefty. I'm not, That's right. I'm not mad at that, but it's honestly surprising. But Ugo Amber has a very unpredictable game style. He has a great lefty slider serve that can get Medvedev off the court to then use the forehand down the line and open it up to hurt him. So that could be a strategy that we see. But Ugo Amber kind of has an all-court game. He likes to come in, he has big ground, He has a big serve, so he can disrupt the rhythm of Danielle Medvedev. And Medvedev is the type of player that he likes to work his way into the matches. He just likes to grind you down, make the points very long, 20 plus balls every point of every game, just kind of gets you down mentally and physically. But I think that Ugo Amber and how his attacking style could maybe get him another win, or maybe a 0 and 2.
1: And a lot of pressure on Medvedev because there's no Rublev, there's no Karatsev. He's the only guy ranked in the top. 150 on Team Russia. We got Team Germany taking on Team Great Britain. That means Sasha Zverev and Cam Nori. Nori entered the season as somebody who was hunting. Now he's he's one of the people that's being hunted, but not in this match. He's still the underdog against Zverev.
2: He is, and he's talked about it, right? He's talked about it lately about what it's like this year. He's going to feel a different kind of pressure the expectations external internal, have raised, but not today because he's going to be able to swing freely against Zverev, who played such terrific tennis all last year. Culminating with the ATP Tour final victory, this guy is on the brink of a huge breakthrough, I think. I think he's going to be the next of the young guns to win a major, Sasha Zverev. For Cam Norrie, I think for him, it's going to be a match where he's going to have to serve well. He's going to have to find ways to get uh, Zverev uncomfortable, like uh, like Taylor just said, maybe do some things that break up the rhythm. But it's going to be a tough task.
1: Zverev, the next one of the young guns to win a major. Yannick Sinner may have something to say about that. He is taking on James Duckworth today. Taylor Sinner is in the top 10. Duckworth 0-10 against guys. That are in the top ten. Well, what do you make of Yannick Sinner?
3: I mean, I'm calling Sinner all day long. I mean, James Duckworth, it's great to see him back. He's been struggling with injuries for so many years. And Sinner is just, he's so good. I mean, the way that he hits the ball and these conditions where it's it's hot, the ball's moving quickly, these are the perfect conditions for Yannick Sinner. I don't really think he's going to have an issue with James Duckworth.
1: All right. and 3-0 he was in Davis Cup. That was his first team competition for Italy. 100%.
2: Almost. Almost Just like
1: the elbow of Stefano Sitsipas in a week. Almost.
2: 3-0 will be 100% (laughs) next week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us on TC Live. For Taylor and Paul, I'm Steve. Coming up after a quick break, the ATP Cup, day two underway. Braden Schnur playing for Denis Shapovalov against John Isner. Paul going to head to the booth, join Jason Goodall. We'll see you back here tomorrow, 530 Eastern on TC Live.